This week's episode is brought to you by ThatKevinSmithClub.com. That's right, man. If you can't get enough of the sound of my voice, then you could surf on over to ThatKevinSmithClub.com, join up, watch Wake and Bake five days a week, listen to Plus One, so much more. ThatKevinSmithClub.com. What are you waiting for? Join the club. Hit me! Another Palindrome Show 353. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. This is Mark Evan Jackson from everything. You're listening to NetHeads. Thank you, Mark Evan Jackson, and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. So glad to have you here. My name is Will. And I'm Tony. There we go. Well, he's Mr. Mar your your lower third says you're Mr. Marvelite. Don't this wait, I was looking oh. I was looking to have a Marvelite, and you're telling me I got stuck with a Tony instead? Yeah, you know, listen, at, at the point where you said, Will, I'm like, I got to go. I got to go simple. So, all yeah, right, Tony. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take your at simple, At this point, Tony. my name's out there. Yeah, Mr. Marvelite, but I, my name is out there so much now with an initiative. It's not funny, so let's go. <laughs> Speaking of which, thank you very much for joining me, Mr. Marvelite slash Tony. Uh, if you want to find out more about him, it's at Mr. Marvelite on all social media, as well as a uh, contributor, runner, and all-around cool guy from uh, the Nerd Initiative, which you can find at nerdinitiative.com. So be sure to check all that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for returning, sir. Greatly appreciate it. Unfortunately, uh, Trent would not was not able to join us tonight because he is essentially uh, not snowed in, but worn out. Uh, the uh, weather in Utah went south, and they had a lot of snow. And uh, basically since 10 a.m., he had been out uh, shoveling snow. So by the time he finally got back to me, he's like, you know what? I, I just, I just, I'm sorry. I just got back in. And since I live in California and at the time I was texting with him, I was standing actually outside because my shower was too hot and I just hauled some stuff from downstairs. So I was outside to cool off. I figured I shouldn't be an asshole and push the point. So I did not. <laughs> What? I'm in California, dude. The weather's nice. No, no. You just like you said the shower was too hot, so you took you stepped outside to cool off. I feel bad for your neighbors. Oh no, no, no. I didn't do it right away. I said I then brought some stuff downstairs. So oh, okay. which which by the okay. way, at least you're in a very uh, uh for those that don't know, Tony is on the other side of the country. He's over in uh Virginia. Is that correct? Yep. Yep, really close to D.C. There you go. And uh one of the things that uh means is that of course you get what I call real weather. I live in California. We don't get real weather, but I don't know if you have the same problem in uh, Virginia, but I notice one of the things I really look forward to about the winter and one of the things that I get really frustrated about in the winter or winter, not winter, is that um, what I look forward to the really steamy showers, right? Because I can't really get that during the summer. But the other the flip side, too, is that I uh, I always during this time of year, it, it seems like there is just a veritable micro turn of my shower water between not warm enough 
And why is my skin scalding off of my flesh? And, and finding that fine point is just nearly impossible. Well, see, I have one of those tankless weight water heaters, so we have it set at like 120 like all of the time. I don't mind like cool showers. I don't know what it is. And being in Virginia, we're it's like it's humid a lot. And so every shower seems to be a steamy shower for whatever reason. Um, but, but yeah, I, I can't say, I can't say that that happens. Now, if I've ever showered after my wife, I have to be prepared that the water is like to like skin melting temperatures because she likes it super hot. <laughs> hey, well, that's why she's married to you, sir. And, and that's all I'll ah, say about that. Ah. <laughs> right. Uh, what a clever fellow I am. Uh, I want to, I want to apologize in advance, uh, for those listening to the podcast, um, you may hear a little bit of wheezing. I unfortunately, once again, got sick. Uh, my my daughter had a uh, competition last weekend. Um, everybody on my Patreon, they've already heard this because they already got a, a Patreon-specific show. So I'm also going to share another bit of information they've always, already heard, but it'll be very quick. And it'll be the tech portion of the tech show that we allegedly run here. Um, but my daughter had a dance competition slash convention. So they go to classes and they have performances kind of thing. And uh, I, it doesn't matter what protections you take. Uh, the common cold is just a mean bastard that gets through. So I still, to this date, have not had COVID. But once again, uh, I just got over bronchitis. And now I I think I'm, I've done enough to where my lungs didn't get irritated. And I'm not getting it again. Uh, but my hopes aren't very high at the moment. So I apologize uh, for the wheezing in advance. Uh, speaking of tech, uh, Tony, you actually, you and I are both kind of running in weird parallels without even knowing it. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Tony, Mr. Marvelite on all social media, he is also what I would call a consistent content creator. He's always putting out some type of content and, uh, I, I love his content. That's how we met. But one of the things that we seem to have both done at the same time is we started getting geared up for being able to shoot DSLR videos, both horizontal and vertical in the real world. Uh, so using a digital uh, mirror camera uh, in, yep. in order to take videos rather than our phones. And and like Tony, you've got a full uh, setup now uh, because for the Nerd Initiative, for example, you guys are going to like C2E2 this year and other uh, major conventions, you'll be shooting content. And I, I I, just happen to be doing the exact same thing at the same time. I've always, not always, but recently I started shooting the show on, on a Canon uh, EOS, uh, I think it's a Mark II, M50 Mark II, or I don't know, the name is too long. It should just be a damn camera. Uh, but I got a microphone <laughs> and I got, a, I got this handheld thing for it because I wanted to shoot more content. Uh, but I also wanted to get to the point where I was not editing on my phone. I've been getting frustrated. No matter how good the tools are, mm -hmm. it's limiting trying to edit video on your phone. So right. I was trying to get away from that. And then I, I just, I ran into this issue where I couldn't find a good way to get the videos that I shoot from my phone to a computer for editing. And I, and I got all this gear because I was frustrated. I set up iCloud and then tried mm -hmm. to do a sync. I would uh, connect my uh, phone to e either my MacBook or my PC and all of the files. I mean, I've, I've got a phone that's been collecting photos and everything else since 2012, I think. Uh, 
I actually I had the first generation iPhone. I don't know how many of my pictures on the current phone are sticking around. Needless to say, I've got a lot. And then it just suddenly dawned on me like an absolute pardon my language dipshit after I accumulated all this crap to start like I've literally got a fast uh, a fast a quick release that's the term uh mm -hmm. for my camera so I can go between the tripod here on the desk and the handheld thingamajiggy real quick right or I could turn that sideways if I wanted to try and do vertical video here right all of this stuff and then I realized I'm I'm part of the Mac ecosystem there's a little tool called airdrop that will let you just select the files you want to send and you can send them and I'm a dipshit no, it's not. It's, listen, especially if you use technology like PCs and stuff like that, you don't think about those things. You, you, you don't. And, and honestly, like if I had a Mac PC that I did my editing on, I would do that with my phone. Mm -hmm. um, but typically what I have to do because I use my PC more than anything else and like for nerd edition content, when we were filming on my phone, I would actually use Google Drive and I would just send an upload. Problem is it takes hours for that because you'll, I mean, we when we did New York Comic Con, we did like four days of content. And so I'm taking 4K video on my phone. We actually were doing one interview and had to stop mid-interview because my phone ran out of data or like uh like storage space so i had to go back in delete old stuff and then continue the interview um so yeah so that's why this is a nice little thing um you're talking about using you're using the uh the canon um i actually have the it's the nikon z30 which is designed it's a mirrorless camera it is designed for content creators um, it's got this nifty little tripod that is definitely works really well for doing selfies and everything. Um, and with Nikon, they do have a wireless bridge that you can send pictures and images and videos to your phone. But that's the problem. I don't want it to go to my phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, want to go to something I can really edit I, on. <laughs> I honestly, like, I really feel like there, there should be some type of wireless device that you can, like, take your SD cards, plug it into it, and it automatically we'll send them to a club <laughs> like that would be the sorry I, I i got distracted by the chat because i think zach uh zb on uh in the chat is uh just pointing out that uh he wants to pet it and it's so cute and mechanical i i'm wondering I mean, if he's talking this. about it's the like... microphone yeah right yeah i'm yeah. looking at i'm looking at one too it's over there on the camera i can't show you guys but yeah it's it's stop 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 petting your microphone while we're talking it's it's unnerving yeah it does it it does look like a it does look like a tribble on on the top of your camera. I'm not. Gonna I know, lie. I know, but unfortunately, with like expensive devices, they don't automatically, you know, repopulate. Or yeah. So it's it's That'd a little nice, right? Uh, anyway, so the so I I felt so stupid about that, especially considering this is supposed to be a tech show, and I am I I have consultancy businesses regarding technology, and my dumbass anyway. Let's move on from that. Uh, I, this is just going to be a quick one because uh, I promised everybody there would be a podcast, uh, and I'm trying to make good on it. I, I still, I, it's uh, what is it right now for me? It's 8:55 p.m. on Sunday night. There's still other stuff I have to do, which is fine because I think I also had an espresso, a latte that I made here at home that I was sipping from uh, like four to five thirty. So I'm probably good for a while. Anyway. Uh, in the in the world of nerd news, there's been a lot of stuff going on. And the first thing I kind of want to talk about 
is something that we haven't talked about, Tony. And that is mm -hmm. the fact that uh, there are a lot of people that have to be very careful on the Internet right now if they are Marvel fans and they are looking forward to mm -hmm. seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because why, Tony? So supposedly a the script for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that was being used for translation purposes um, was leaked online. And so whereas like rumors or anything or you know even like 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 clips of the film and previous stuff like with no way home was a problem we have an entire script and if you don't want to be spoiled you have to be very careful like do not search like for stuff on ant-man and the wasp like or else you're gonna find people with screenshots or you know a link to the files so just don't do it yeah, and and we're really, <clears throat> excuse me, we're already in that point where we need to be mindful anyway because uh, for all of our hubris here in the United States, uh, typically we're not the first place to also get the movies now. So, like, for example, uh, I didn't really pay attention to it, but when Trent and I were recording in the uh, pre-week of Endgame, I think it was the night before I had, we had recorded a podcast, and some jerk had dropped into the Facebook stream and, and dropped some spoilers in there. So we're already at that point where you have to be sensitive about online. The movie is is about, I think it drops on the 17th, right? So we're yep. 18 Opening days night out is the roughly. 16th, so yeah. yeah. So let's just call it 18 days out. So you're, we're already in that window. You have to watch out. And now with an entire script leak, the only thing I can think is that somewhere... Kevin Feige's head has exploded. And at the same time, I think we also all have to admit, aside from the stuff that we saw leading up to No Way Home with pictures it, that turned out leaked about uh, Garfield and the like uh, being in the movie, this is the first time we've had actually a major leak on a Marvel film, to the best of my knowledge. Okay, let me let me play devil's advocate here for just a moment because this is something that I've been thinking about that I, I haven't even done a video on TikTok about this because I just wasn't really in the mood for doing the whole, you know, theoretical, you know, what's going to happen in the movie. Mm -hmm. I have a couple theories, but we know that recently a movie, uh, a studio was sued for providing a misleading trailer. Someone was in the trailer that was supposed to be, and they ended up not in the movie. And then some fans sued the 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 movie for false advertisement. And we know that Marvel has always done bait and switches in their trailers. Uh, most most notably, I mean, the, the I think the most commonplace one was in um, in Infinity War, where we saw Hulk running with you know the heroes in Wakanda, and we know that didn't happen now i don't that was actually going to be a possibility at one point he was supposed to break out of the hulkbuster they just changed course but they left it be in there and then like the same thing for like no way home there was a point where you saw the villains like jumping toward tom holland's spider spider-man and of course you saw lizard's head snap back and people knew that they had edited the footage what if marvel allowed a fake script to be leaked that they did not authorize everyone that you know would leak and everything else reads the script thinks they know what's going on and it has nothing to do with what's going to be in the movie i mean that's 
I just muted myself. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping happened here, but yeah. I have I've been avoiding everything, so I'm okay with it. But you know, it's that, and and you bring up a good point though, Tony, because like my mantra used to be to this point that the the Marvel trailers lie to us; they are yep. flat out lies, and that was one of the examples you brought up, or the fact that in uh, some of the promo footage, actually, if you think about it, even for for Infinity War, Infinity War as well. Uh, one of the commercials for it included uh, the conversation between Chris Pratt uh, or Star-Lord and Tony Stark, and they kind of blurred everything else that was going on behind them for Titan. So, you know, the trailers, they lie to us anyway, so I'm okay with yeah. that. But an entire script getting out, that bugs me. And it's just funny, though, because my wife always asks, why do you insist on seeing the movies the first day they're out? But that's the reason why, because... I don't want anyone to spoil anything for me. I still have not seen The Way of Water. I'll wait for it to pop up on Disney+. Plus. I don't have any emotional investment in, in, in Avatar-ness, okay? I, I, nobody seems to care to spoil anything. Like, I have not seen anybody, like, I, literally, even the reviews of Way of Water... There's there's so much of that movie. People are like, ah, it's okay. You just watch. It's, you know, don't even worry about it. This is ZB again pointing out in the chat. Spoiler: Scott saves twenty percent on hygiene by switching to Native. No, we're not. Native's not a sponsor. We're not pushing them here. But uh, I do use their products, and they're wonderful. Native, give me a call. Uh, so so look out for Ant Man and the Wasp. Now, Tony, one of the things I'm also noticing that wonderful shirt that you're wearing there is that a, a roosevelt's or is it just a, a yes this is a roosevelt shirt that is and that is a fine fine shirt and i'm glad it shows rick and morty and it does not mm -hmm. have anything on it that shows uh wonderful rick and morty co-creator justin roiland uh because right. that guy's I, I long story short it seems like it's overall bad news. Uh, the domestic violence, potential of not kidnapping, but illegally. Uh, what is, what is the term? They illegally detained them, or yeah, like it was. What was it? Um. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was just like illegally. illegally I can't get it out of my mouth. Illegally detained, or yeah, I want to say it was something else that they did. But well, basically, they kind of held them hostage. Yeah, or, and, and domestic yeah. violence as well. So yeah, it's a bad scene, and everybody's cutting ties with them now. But that's spoiler not alert: the, the the creator of Rick and Morty is more toxic than Rick. I'm not surprised though, and the reason why, and this comes off bad, but uh, and I'm not I, I'm not trying to cast aspersions here or assumptions. But everything I've seen of Justin Roiland in behind the scenes stuff, um, I, you know, in general, I think there's the potential the guy may have alcohol or substance abuse issues because a lot of the, obviously those things are bad. But then like some text exchanges also came out uh, and and honestly, those came across to me like uh, alcohol made really dumb decisions. Unless yep. he really is just that damaged in the brain. Uh, but I also think uh, he, I, th I think I actually just read recently. And, and one of the things I had noticed before I even heard about any of this stuff is that the behind, not the behind the scenes, but some of the episode recap material that they put together uh, was airing on Adult Swim or online. I noticed mm -hmm. that after the 2020 season dropped, 
Royland was not in any of that those packages anymore. He wasn't. We weren't getting his opinion on what happened or what the story idea or the structure was. And I think I read in the news today that he also hasn't been welcome in the writers' room since 2020. So yeah, well, I, this I mean this these these accusations that he's now under fire for that's going on now happened back in 2020. So I imagine the studio had to be aware of what was going on and we're, we're probably already separating themselves. I think this is like the lesson um, in, 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 in a case study where you have a company like WB that has not done much in the realm of damage control with Ezra Miller and they're still moving forward and they're still, you know, there, there's this, this rumor now of him, you know, possibly, or them, ha- you know, possibly going forward Um you know, which has got to be a Zaslav thing, because I, anytime you want to know, like like the Black Adam problems and all those other stuff, it has something to do with Zaslav. But you know, they 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 they're not willing to to make a decision with all the stuff that's mounting against Ezra Miller. Whereas Adult Swim and the Cartoon Network is obviously already taken steps and just more so became official. Well, and saying we're done with them. Yeah, as did Hulu as well, Hulu Fox yeah. Animation. So. They're done. But the thing is, like, first of all, if he hasn't been in the writer's room, definitely did not interfere with show quality in relation to the last season of Rick and Morty. So there's some reassurance there. And and in that in that same vein, you know, it's just a matter of having to recast a voice actor as long as they can capture the tone uh, and the acting ability that that Royland may have had. They can do that. And and actually, both you and I met through TikTok. Sean Kelly says on TikTok is a guy mm-hmm. who does a pretty darn mean. Uh, he's he's he, he hears him. And he's actually in process of, of interviewing with them. OK, so this would be the updated Rick. I'm Rick Sanchez. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he did say he had his first interview, but that's that's exactly my point. There's always somebody that can sound like somebody else. And his impressions, I could definitely deal with. When Kermits have changed after the passing of Jim Henson, it kind of bugs me. And I always could tell when somebody was recast in a cartoon. Uh, but if he comes in and he can give the appropriate... Uh, because it's a it's a, it's vocal acting. It's not just voicing. It has to be vocal acting. Right. If he's got the acting chops as well, I don't think we have anything to be worried about. That's just my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, a lot of things are the, the they're saying that you know if you're going to be the voice actor, you got to be the voice actor for Rick Sanchez, for Morty, for Mister Meesex, and and honestly, he does a great job across the board for all of them. But I I've loved how during this whole thing where they've separated from Josh Roiland and they're, you know, they've obviously they're recasting the voice actors on TikTok have like just come out of the woodworks. And, and if, if, if Sean Kelly gets this and is, is, you know, ends up being our Rick and Morty moving forward, it is a testament of how TikTok has basically affected our society in a way that, I just, I'm very thankful for it. I, you know, listen, the governments may be banning it on their government phones, which honestly, if, if, you know, if, you know, most of the Congress are, are watching TikToks and not actually legislating, um, you know, it's probably good. They got rid of it off of the phones. Um, 
And, you know, if, if, you know, we've got people that are just angry at TikTok for so many different things, it's good to hear the good stuff that comes out of it. Hey, man, let me just jump in here for a sec to remind you, jayandsilentbob.com, ladies and gentlemen. You want to buy anything Clerks related, anything Jay and Silent Bob related, anything Kevin Smith related, go to jayandsilentbob.com. Now back to the show. <laughs> There's, I, I'm just going to call him HCF because I don't want to say his screen name out out loud but he's pointing out hbo mac as a platform on fire i you know what i think that's kind of true about almost everything that is going on in the uh in the hbo max dc universe of things but at the same time like you alluded to ezra miller you know they've got issues over there and just when you think especially considering we just got a new Shazam trailer, which I watched. And, you know, I liked the first Shazam movie. It was being pushed the first year I got to go to Comic-Con. So that naturally gave it, uh, gave me an an affection for it. So whether it, you know, it's pluses or minuses, I was still able to enjoy the film. Kind of looking forward to the new one, but, you know, Having sat in Hall H during the presentation for that, I'm not completely stoked for it. You know, I could go either way, but they literally just dropped a trailer a couple days ago, right? And then, okay, talk about the power of TikTok. Now let's revert back over to Elon's crazy world with the power of Twitter. Something you never expected to see because Zach Levi, I've heard in plenty of interviews, and he seems to be a source of positivity. He seems to be a person... Uh, that wants to spread good in the world. He seems to be a person that, at least at the time I heard him interviewed, was, uh, you know, strong Christian values, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and he even, like, had certain initiatives he had started. Like, one of them was this key initiative where there would be keys with sayings on a chain, and the idea was you would get this and then you would give it to somebody else. So kind of spreading positivity and good messages through that. A lot of good in this guy's world, it seems. Uh, yeah. and then the only way I could describe this is, uh, and I, once again, I only found out about this because of TikTok, because apparently overnight last night or sometime in the last 24 hours, somebody, an account, which I think if you get into the account does not have what I would call positive messaging out there. And we'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. had made the comment as of, of, does anyone else it was along the lines of, does anyone else think that Pfizer is an incredibly bad organization and is going to bring down the world? Zach Levi quote tweeted that and said, wholeheartedly agree or, or hardcore. Yes. Hardcore. Yes. Even better. Hardcore. Yes. At which point, like, I don't know if anyone else has noticed out there, but there's been a little bit of, let's just say controversy in some people's belief about vaccines and this and that. And so mm-hmm. hardcore agree, although seeming to say something is almost kind of vague tweeting as well. Cause it's like, okay, well, wait a second. What do you mean here? But it doesn't matter because people from all sides took it however they wanted to. So you've got anti-vaxxers jumping on the bandwagon 
You've got, uh, you know, people saying, oh, I'm disappointed in you. And then he tried to also say, you know, this is kind of to my point and showed a Justice uh, Department memo from 2009 where uh, because of unfair practices or uh, improper disclosure of things or just marketing sugar water, I don't know. Pfizer had to pay, like at the time, a, a record settlement. Uh, because mm -hmm. of what they had done. And yeah, I think all pharmaceutical companies, uh, there's good, there's bad. I don't trust major corporations anyway. They're not people, so you can't trust them. They're just a corporation. But I just know that there are PR people at DC right now that uh, their heads have just exploded. They they thought, oh, we just wrote out the Ezra Miller, uh, you know, nightmare or they're still anticipating it and they were expecting this nice, quiet, easy time with Shazam and this happens. What's your take? So so here's the here's the interesting thing. Like I've I have seen stuff on the other spectrum with perceptions of of, of Zachary Levi Pugh. Um last name is Pugh, middle name is Levi. Um he changed he changed his name or he used his middle name as his last um, in, a, in an attempt to get more roles when he first started off and then made a comment not too long ago that kind of got a lot of like uh, um, people in, in, in um, with, of Hebrew descent of Jewish people uh, upset because he was saying how he noticed that he lost a lot of roles because people thought he was Jewish, which was a little, the way he said it was a little bit insensitive. And so there was that. And, 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 and we're, we're, we're driving, my, my wife and I were out today, you know, running errands and i i told her i said you know i get it let's 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 say let's get past you know what he said do i think that there's a problem with big pharma absolutely i think it's i think it's ridiculous that there are people in other countries that pay you know nothing for certain medications but in the united states we pay an exorbitant amount of money vice versa um you know Life-saving medication, let's say like the EpiPen and everything else from different companies should not cost as much as they do. That aside, he chose to get up and to respond to that message and leave it as vague as possible for anybody to like him or not like him. You know, it's not it's not a matter of it's not a matter of him saying, you know, yeah, Pfizer is a problem because of their price gouging or because of, of this or that it's, you know, when people think Pfizer, they think of the COVID vaccine, you know? And so the, he, he, he consciously filled in for that. And I looked at my wife and I said, are there, are these people not rich enough that they have people that can like, look at their, like, look at their texts or look at their tweets before they send them. It's like, like, like a drunk text feature, like making sure <laughs> before I do this and ruin my career, it, this is like, I mean, it's like Roseanne Barr and it's like, you know, Gina Carano and you have all of these people. And now you've got Zachary Levi, who, whether he agreed to do it or not, you know, or he intended it for it to go this way. And then, of course, later on, he, he yeah, he posted that um, that that uh, that settlement statement from from 2009. And it's like, OK, yeah, but you still chose to not be clear enough and allow there to be this this thing there. And you think people aren't going to be upset with you. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> Warner Brothers—they—they're not going to get a break for a while. I—it's—I feel bad for Gunn and Saffron because they're just like they're just sitting there like, what what are we getting into? Like, <laughs> well, are, and and plus this this whole thing 
is over a product that's before their tenure. Shazam is obviously had been in production for a while and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost in a way kind of like the old regime finishing itself out. They've still got to deal with this. They've got to deal with the release of, um, you know, it's sad. It's like, it's anyway, go ahead. You think of it this way. It's like, it it was like, you know, it's, I can I can see like the executives and Warner Brothers like well you know at least Sh- Shazam has got no problem nothing problematic with it and Zachary's like hey hold my beer let me show you what I can do he's just, just like, like you know what they're talking about Ezra Miller all the let's goddamn just burn time it to the ground. It's, yeah, it's like it's my turn it's, uh-huh. let's talk about me I want to hear more of my <laughs> name damn it um yeah it's uh, times are weird but you know what I I also. Like, I, honestly speaking, I, I, I sent out a tweet earlier today because uh, somebody I follow was getting some feedback from somebody else where they're like, well, you know, this, that and the other thing. So maybe don't do that kind of tweet. Um, and and they were being honest. They were just like, yeah, you know, you might want to want to do that because I did this and I'm still dealing with it. And I, I sent a tweet that just said, you know what? I'm glad I'm next to nobody on social media because at least I can joke about stuff and nobody gives a crap. And I think that that is really telling, though. I think that there is a a certain point you get to where, you know, it's just like, is it going to be worth any potential hassle to have a presence on social media outside of the requirement that, that may be in place for me to promote the products that I work on? And so I'll have it just to meet those obligations. But other than that, I'm going to steer clear of it because why introduce headaches? Yeah. See, this is why, like, I'm I'm 39 years old and I look back at all of my life and my interactions with social media. And again, social media became a thing when I was a teenager. Like we, you know, like you had AOL chat rooms. And of course, that was when nobody knew what you were doing. And, you know, you know. You, you you thought you were you were you were chatting with a 13 year old girl and it was actually like a 45 year old man in his basement without wearing a shirt and so you had this idea that you know um you know there were trolls you know I was a 13 year old kid try you know and you think this girl's interested in you and it's this guy and then you heard about kids like getting caught up and catfished by these people and then being catfished was a thing and then I remember for a long time, I was like, I was terrified about when people would say, oh, yeah, I met this, this guy or girl that we're going to date online. And I just remember when Facebook became a thing, I'm like, wait, you can post your thoughts. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be a problem yeah. anywhere. And then Twitter <laughs> came into play and you're like, wait a second. And then and then all of a sudden you find out that even the good people like their tweets are being brought up to, you know, from like, you know, five or 10 years ago. And you're like. What did I say before? And I'm just glad that through my immature youth, I was too afraid to post anything. And so I can look back on my, on my, on my, like my digital footprint and be like, yeah, you know what? I was stupid back then, but at least I'm not publicly stupid. And there are people who have seen careers go down the drain and they still post stuff now. It's like, where, where did you? Where have you been the last 10 years? Yeah, I uh, well, you know, James Gunn got like you mentioned, uh, he pulled got pulled down because of his old. And that's the one thing I've always been. I've always at least had a common sense enough to know 
that outside of all of this social media and content creation nonsense, I still got a regular nine to five. I've still got to feed my family and I can't take certain risks. So all of most of my things online are pretty much going to be vanilla. They're not going to really have any political indication. They're not going to have any social commentary outside of, you know, joking about, oh, I'm going to check my file cabinet because odds are I've got confidential files probably. You know, I. <laughs> Wait, where have you been working? Yeah, but other than that, no, no, it's it's too dangerous. It's it's it's, it's too, it, and 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 even at my level, honestly, I do still have to to monitor things. But really, at my level, I don't have to worry about what I do. But I think there's a certain point where social. But then again, let's face it, social media has also done one thing that I don't think anybody really anticipated, which was uh, it, it was just going to help bring out the crazy and it was going to help crazy find crazy, which is what it's done. Well, you know, it's funny, though. Like, okay, so he's verified on Twitter, which means he's got Twitter blue, which means before he sent that tweet, it asked him, are you sure you want to send this tweet? And he still said yes. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, there's a certain level. There should be. It's the concierge service. It's a concierge yeah. filter that runs as an AI. And it's like, because you're at this level, you're automatically now going to be filtered through this. And it's and, and it'll just say, OK, well, here are your problem, your red flags. And if you do this, yeah. you may be committing career suicide. Would you like to send? Yeah. That'd be a great feature to add in. Yeah. Well, if anything, if, if it gets worse and, and bad, he's got a job at Daily Wire, so he'll be set. There you go. <laughs> By the way, I said HCF. The guy in the chat, his screen name is Hot Creamy Fart. But the thing that, hold on. Now, that's the screen name. But let me let me read to you the mastery of his comment. A good online name and reputation is important. I take it very seriously. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Uh, Tony, it's late at night. Uh, like I said, I still got to do things, but let's try and end on a positive note. You got any positive yeah. vibes we can send out there? Oh, sheesh. You asked me about positivity. What in the world? I don't think I even know anything about it. Well, hey, you want to see a new Fungo Pop I got? <laughs> <laughs> well, how about any any interesting content you've seen online that just warmed your heart, maybe? No? Are okay. we on the same? No, I don't think we're. No, hold on. Hold on. Now you got me thinking. Um, Okay. You know what? Let's, let's talk about something that's positive that's happened online. And I think it's something that, like, it's not even anything new that anybody would not know about. And that is the 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 complete gem of a man, Keith Lee. Um, this guy who was a you know was a mixed martial artist um, was doing social media stuff just because he was uncomfortable uh, talking in public and 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 everything. And so he starts going and reviewing you know just food that he eats, and he's changing lives. And he was just on Good Morning America this last week. Like like that is. That is probably the most heartwarming. And yes, there was like some controversy for a person who told you, oh, you know, nothing, you know, nothing under the sun is new. But the amount of people who just supported him and are just they're, they're going to these businesses and helping these businesses out, you know, places that need it. Um, and he's just humble about it. And I just I, if you don't know Keith Lee, you need to go watch his videos because he may I, like literally I was in my kid's room uh, yesterday 
And I'm like, hey, you have a Paw Patrol trailer. I need to borrow that for like a video. Because like <laughs> everybody, everybody keeps everybody keeps like 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 imitating him and stuff. And I so want to do it, but I want the Paw Patrol chair to sit in because I think it would just be so much fun. Because he's got like a it, yeah, I just love the guy. And I'm just I'm glad that there are people like that on social media because with everything else that's going on. You know, it's good to see somebody making a difference. It is, but it's also interesting when you look at it from an algorithmic standpoint, because I am aware of Keith Lee as well. If you guys aren't aware, as, as uh, Tony mentioned, he's a he's a person on TikTok who has gotten into food reviews, but his focus was to try and find the things that are, are the best that people aren't talking about that are struggling businesses that we can try and help. And it has gone really well. He has helped businesses. They've gone from about to close. And he pays for the food. Yes, that's true, too. He does not. They don't know he's coming. Usually he doesn't uh, broadcast it. He buys his food himself. And it's always ridiculous. Like I bought ninety five dollars with food. Let's test, you know, and it, it's it's amazing what he's doing. And it is positive, And I love it. Uh, I think on one of the last shows we did, I also highlighted the one. There was a Chicago suburban. Uh, oh God, I can't even remember what food they made. But that one, it was a similar type of thing. And it was like, first that happened. Then I became aware of Keith Lee. And I don't think I mean, he wasn't a part of that because mm -hmm. he's in Vegas. But it, it's been an interesting phenomenon. At the same time, before I was aware of him, the algorithm on TikTok was trying to make me aware of them. So I always wonder at a certain point, do they do they start shoving content down our face because it's popular with other people? Or are they trying to also are there actual people pushing these videos at TikTok as well because they want to try and build stars and phenoms so that they can get the press for it? I know that sounds depressing and sad, but as a person who has had random videos uh, go not viral, but be very popular on that platform in unexpected ways, you know, uh, like shaking a robot gets me 1.2 million views or taking my daughter to free Slurpee day with large containers. Suddenly I got a 6 million view video. You know, I don't understand how that algorithm works, but it, it really seems like TikTok seems to be building stars. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm interested to know under the hood how that's happening. Yeah, and, and I honestly, I've not been able to crack it. I, I do know that um, if you guys aren't following, there's a guy, um, Yasin, that guy, um, does a lot of anime content. And I feel like Yasin has cracked the code when it comes to building something catchy. Like, he immediately comes out with the, with, with the hook of, is this character doing this for this reason? And then the whole video is explaining that. And it's very animated. It's, you know, it's it definitely has like a good look to it. Um, he's doing really well on social media. He's actually gone full time in the content creation. I think that the algorithm does look for those well done videos that have that hook because I think the algorithm is, I, I almost wonder if there's a way that it looks at, at videos and if it, if, if our video catches its attention, then it shares it for other people that would get the attention. Um, I do believe that they are also building stars, but I've gotten to the point now where I've, you know, and I think we were kind of in the same in the same boat. Like this year has just been one where being motivated to make the content has been difficult in some cases. And I'm I'm literally just making videos because I like them. Like I I found an I found a, I found a TikTok account that does um it's 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 literally ADHD content 
but they're using videos for memes. And those audios are perfect for some of the stuff that I do. So I've been like saving audio files anytime I find them. And I'm like, you know, when I'm bored or I just don't feel like making content, that's what I do. I do lip syncs and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying them. You're just never going to see me dance. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> or, or doing, I'm, I'm never going to be doing a thirst trap. I'll let you know that right now. Um, well, you know what? It, I, I, I never take my own advice and I always forget some of the basics. And I've said this a hundred times on NetHead. So my apologies to the longtime listeners or viewers, but I'm going to say it again. Long time ago, the guy that created, one of the people that created uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, Joel Hodgson, uh, or if I butchered his last name, oh well. But what it was doing, they were doing like a behind the scenes uh, package or they were doing a special about Mystery Science Theater 3000. And one of the things that he said that they decided in their writer's room uh, was that they weren't going to try and make this show for everybody. They were going to make a show and the right people would find it. And that's really the only thing it should be about if you're doing content online. You should be doing it for you and then the right people will find it. And it may not be as big an audience as you want, but it's it's yours. And let me tell you something, yep. folks. Uh, as a person that's been at this game for an embarrassingly a long amount of time, I almost liken myself now to the Ed Wood of, of online content creation. I'm going so long, I'm killing my lights, my batteries. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been going longer than that as well. Uh, I, can, I can tell you that there are always ways to at least make a little side hustle out of uh, mm -hmm. of even your micro audience or more to the point, too. You could just have fun with them, you know, It because a lot of this stuff that I do, like my wife asked, why do you do this? And for me, it's like this is kind of like my therapy. As a matter of fact, I always come out of a podcast recording session feeling great. I don't know if it's because I'm expelling so much because I feel like I talk all the time anyway. Uh, but I always come out of this uh, feeling really happy. And, and I, you know, when I do a video that comes together the way I saw it in my head, I feel happy. So if that's what you're looking to do, folks, if you're looking to get into content creation in any way, just start doing what you want to do. And then if it's not, if it's not coming together the way you want, seek advice from other people, but still do you. Uh, because that's exactly. all you, that's all you can do. And and then, you know, as as time goes on, you'll you'll get a hook here or there and and then you'll figure out what you really like. That's just yeah, me. The, my my favorite videos have always been the ones that after I've created them, I will sit and watch them over and over again. And it's because it makes me happy. Now, the worst thing you can do afterward is then go back and look at the analytics the next couple of days after don't do that. Just make, you know, make it, make what makes you happy. And yes, there is a dopamine. It's, it's being able to create something. It's being able to do something there. You know, I'm grateful. I, I know that there may have been a time in my life where I was much more polished when it came to me talking and explaining things and, and doing large group settings. And I don't know if it was the pandemic or it was even before the pandemic because of like us moving and like my, my social structure, um, you know, out like in real life changed. And so I kind of lost a little bit of that and doing this has been bringing that back for me. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's that, it's that cl really claiming something, seeing that you've created something and that you're a part of something and, and then just being proud of what you did, you know, it, it, there's definitely got to be a, a dopamine, you know, you know, boost there for that. 
Well, and I, and I mentioned, like, I've been lucky enough to have a few videos hit. Let's just put it that way. But at the same time, I'm very humbled by, for example, TikTok and YouTube because somehow, and, and I'm congratulations, by the way, because the Nerd Initiative channel has exceeded over 5,000 subscribers now, right? Yeah, we're at, uh, I think we're at like 6.6K. Good job. See, you so, now, and yeah. I've been going for however long, and I'm at like 3.4, but I'm thankful for every one of the people that has subscribed to the channel. Uh, when it comes to uh, TikTok, I'm thankful for all 144 plus thousand followers I have. And so if I'm like, I made a video because somebody sent me some coffee and I reviewed the coffee and over 300 people or close to 300 people have watched that video. And I'm thankful for everyone that watched it and for the people that liked it because all I'm doing is, is just doing this. So that, and that's the important thing. You always got to focus on just appreciate the people that you have and others will come or they won't. It doesn't matter. Do it for you. But you know what? Exactly. You also got to keep in mind what's important. And right now I'm looking at the clock. It's 932 my time. And I know I got an eight year old that's got to go to bed. So Tony, I think we got to wrap this up and I'm sorry. Okay. I know this is an abridged show, but considering you stepped in at the last moment, I thank you very much. And I hope you will accept an invitation to come back again in the future. I will be willing to come back anytime and every time you want me. So don't even worry about it. All right. Well, in that case, folks, look forward to uh, at least weekly podcasts of NetHeads. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I am not. We're going <laughs> to. I don't know how Trent has put up with me for 12 years now, but uh, Tony, you, you really might want to rescind that. I'm just saying. Anyway, folks, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you listen to the podcast ever, thank you. You want to comment on the show? It's hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. You can throw the comments here. Also, don't forget NetHeads on air on Patreon. If you want to be one of our Patreon subscribers and get some unique stuff, whether it's shows, some uh, 3D prints or the like that I'm distributing to our higher tier. Uh, you got that option as well. And don't forget also on all social medias, Mr. Marvelite, uh, M-A-R-V-E-L-I-T-E. Not, he's not Marvelite. He's a Marvelite as in a, a follower of Marvel, right? Yes, exactly. It's amazing. It took me this long to figure that out. I literally just put two, okay. two together right beforehand. When I first started using this handle, everybody kept calling me Marv. And I'm like, no, it's they're they like, oh, it's Marv Elite. I'm like, no, it's not. no, no, I'm not a gamer. No, and, and and thank you very much to HCFZB, uh, Ron in North Carolina, I think it was, and uh, Kindred Nerds United for uh, joining us live as well. Uh, until next time, folks, my name is Will. I'm Tony. And we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. In case you're wondering where the confusion was there, folks, because I saw a confused look on Tony's face. Uh, I, I've got a closing that's that's me and Trent, and then I've got a closing that's just me. So so that, that, that's what that was, Tony. Okay. Oh, it's fine. I got it. Okay, good. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs>